Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Tommy Dreamer, and Mickey James talk to your NXT Women's Champion just days before NXT Vengeance Day, Roxanne Perez joins us here on the Busted Open Podcast. Also, Mickey, James, and Tommy have a lot to say about the journey of Roxanne Perez as we get to that big triple threat match with Toxic Attraction. Also, we speak to AEW owner and president after what was an emotional week in pro wrestling. Tony Khan will join us to preview Dynamite tonight, right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Tommy, I want to start with Darby Allen and Samoa Joe in that no-holds-barred match last night in the main event, and we have a new TNT champion. Uh, yes, in a very, very uh, high-impactful match. Joe got busted open, courtesy of uh, the dive into the table. And uh, that's what happens when you turn the table to the other side. You got those razors uh, at every edge hitting you. And he has a nasty old gash on the side of his head. But the match was uh, very, very hard hitting. It was a violent match. Uh, Enjoyed it. And then we saw the return of Wardlow at the end. And due to timing constraints, we missed what happened at the end. And that's where one of those things I'm sure that guy got powerbombed to the floor on top of everybody for no reason because nobody saw it. Um, but it's uh, it, it shouldn't offset what was a very, very good to great match with Joe and Darby Allen. Yeah, and I thought last night, Bully, we got three very good matches last night. And really, you know, the show centered around those three matches. But uh, are you surprised uh, that Joe you know, was able to get back that TNT championship last night. No. And I like, I like when one championship constantly gets flip-flopped. And if you're going to flip-flop a championship, the television title is the one to do it with. You always have that aspect of anything can happen on any show in any city. People love when they get a title change. And since he has two Uh, television titles, the AEW and the Ring of Honor, it gives them the option where he can drop it at any time and get them back at any time. And every time he gets it back, he claims himself to be the king of TV. And I love love that king of TV moniker. 
Um, so yeah, flip-flopping that belt, it, I'd like to see it happen often. I think I don't think it hurts anybody, especially if you have to defend that championship every week. I am a big believer in the television title should have TV time carved out for it three out of four weeks a month. In, in a perfect world, I'd say every single week the television title gets 10 to 15 minutes but you know ratings and especially with AEW so much talent on the roster yeah. you got to find room for as many as you can and even with them finding as much room as they do for their talent now there's still probably more than 50% of the locker room who can't even find their way onto dynamite but uh, I like Joe being the champion, extremely credible champion. A lot of people on social media, like we're, we're seeing the rebirth of Samoa Joe. I think Joe had just been put in situations in the past and I'm not just talking about AEW. I'm talking about WWE where he wasn't able to be the version of Samoa Joe that we all know and love and that he can sink his teeth into. This is the Joe we know. This is I'm seeing the Samoa Joe in AEW that we got in TNA back in the day. And that's the Joe that won the world over or maybe even going back a little bit further to Ring of Honor. That's Agreed. the Joe that won the, the, the wrestling audience over. So I'm enjoying it. Whenever you get a guy like Joe in a contrast of styles, you know, a, a, a bigger guy, a, a ground and pound like a Joe who has a good move set. And then Darby, who's going to do all the crazy shit. Darby Allen is to AEW what Spike Dudley was to ECW. Uh, he was there, you know, he's like the crash test dummy taking any bumps, doing all this, you know, crazy stuff. Obviously, Darby has a, a lot more charisma and depth than a Spike had, which is why he's so, so over with the audience. With Spike, it was more about him just willing to get his ass kicked and be thrown around and take the sickest bumps ever. Um, enjoyable match last night. The whole thing with the, uh, you know, when Darby had the, the shirt on, with the thumbtacks and he ran right into Joe a couple of times. I'm like, I better see some blood on Joe's body. I better see trickles of something. And sure enough, we did there were right after uh, the table got smashed into Joe's eye. If you looked at his arms, you saw some trickles of blood coming down, which lent credibility to the, to the jacket that Darby was wearing. And it, you knew it wasn't just a prop. To uh, touch on uh, the really good analysis that you just did, when Joe was working and they fought up the steps, I actually thought Joe was going to do the run down the steps, jump over the guardrail, the the banister that he did in uh, TNA. That was a famous clip that they had forever. And it's different eyes where, you know, for I feel we're seeing the best version of Samoa Joe. Like, like you said, you know, when he was in WWE, him and Brock was the big match. And then at the end of the day, I just don't think, you know, the powers that be that saw the Joe that we saw, especially against his opponent um, in NXT, he was able to, you know, be that Samoa Joe, but it just, Hey, it worked out. And, you know, Joe has excelled in every position that he has given. I think he's a great commentator as well, but him and Darby was a great match. And, and uh, I also always viewed Darby as spike meets WWE's version of Jeff Hardy, sure. the guy who's willing, who has that charisma. It's the size and the ability to take 
insane bumps of a Spike Dudley and the charisma of a Jeff Hardy. I mean, that's why I really think he's excelled and willing to do what it takes to, uh, you know, get the people entertained. And I, don't I think definitely he, agree with that. And I don't think you necessarily have to have a championship title on somebody like Darby Allen. You know, I kind of like, like you said, Bully, the dynamic of Samoa Joe holding on to that Ring of Honor TV championship and then this TNT championship. I like that dynamic. And, of course, you got to factor in Wardlow as well because those two guys are going to carry a story and a feud moving forward, which is definitely going to have me compelled. And, and you know, if, if Wardlow is able to take one of those championships off of Joe and then here comes another guy to challenge Wardlow like a Hobbs and that TV championship is just being, you know, hot potatoed every single week where, shit, I got to tune in just to see what happens with, you know, the AEW TV championship or the Ring of Honor TV championship. That's a good enough reason to tune in. Plus, it gives fans incentive to buy tickets to come to the arena because they know they're getting title changes. One of the things that wrestlers would always politic for or suggest to the office is, hey, can't we flip-flop secondary titles, secondary championships on house shows? You know, tag championships, U.S. championships, intercontinental championships. Let's give people a little bit something, you know, what are we going to get that's different? It's kind of like going to a rock concert. You know, if I go to a Motley Crue show, a Kiss show, an ACDC show, I'm going to always go, but I basically know the songs I'm going to hear. I want to be able to go to a show knowing I'm going to hear something different this time. And I want to go to a wrestling event knowing there's a really good chance that I'm going to see a title change hands in my hometown. Yeah. The, uh, I was, I was here looking at it a lot of that time as well. It's, and it's, Booking kind of done pretty decent, uh, like with Darby, where'd he win it? His hometown. Yeah. And it was a great moment. And that title can have that great hometown feeling of your hometown hero uh, done right. And, and, you know, when you talk also secondary titles, until somebody comes along, like, what do we all know the honky tonk man is? The greatest intercontinental champion of all time, even if that number has been surpassed because he said it so long or when... Uh, it was either Arn or Tully who would always be like in these 10 minutes where this TV title was defended. I'm the best wrestler on television. And it made that title even more special for whoever you're going to have a run run with to be like, Hey, I know this belt has had a lot of uh, people who hold it, but I'm going to be the longest reigning or something like that. But you have to determine who that guy is. I just got a text from a friend of mine who's asking, and I won't answer. I'll let Tommy answer first and Dave get your opinion. Would Darby Allen have been successful in ECW? Yes. Why? Uh, Balls to the wall all the time. And just, I mean, his innovativeness. I mean, we talk about, it's funny when people talk about size differential, but in ECW that never came up. You know, Mikey Whipwreck, Spike Dudley. I mean, all those guys were on par with whoever, but also, I mean, we weren't the tallest company. Um, but Darby would have done anything could have taken. You know, he would have fallen under that new jack, dive off of anything, do whatever it takes to, uh, you know, make the people happy. Dave, you what know, do you think? I don't know. 
And I know that's I know that's not uh, the answer you're probably looking for, but I oh it is because it's an honest answer. That's yeah, the answer I'm looking for. I I, I don't know, and a hundred percent Tommy's right. He's got that kind of like I don't give a shit attitude where he'll do just about anything inside and outside the ring. That reckless abandon, if you know what I mean, bully. But when I looked at ECW, and again this is from the outside looking in. You guys just seem like a team, like a championship team. Like everybody was looking to see that ECW brand succeed and would run through a wall for ECW. I don't know if Darby Allen is that type of guy or not. You know, like, you know, I would think that probably in your guys' locker room, if somebody didn't have that type of attitude, then you you didn't want them in that locker room. I don't know Darby Allen well enough to know if he would be that type of guy that would run through a wall for a company. It's very interesting that you bring that up, Dave, because after Tommy was done talking and when you said, I don't know, something hit me about Darby's personality. And Darby has, I believe he has a very, he's got a different personality. He seems quiet, reserved to himself. I I wonder if Darby's personality would have been shunned upon in ECW in the back. I think in the in front of the people he would have gotten over like a million bucks just because of his willingness to put his body on the line. Hell, when they tried to turn Axel Rotten heel, <clears throat> it didn't work because Axel put his body and blood on the line so much for the fans that the fans just would never turn on Axel Rotten. So I think they'd show that appreciation for Darby, but in the locker room, completely different story. Uh, sometimes um, a quiet, reserved personality who's not as willing to maybe talk to the boys or interact with the boys w- gets looked at as, oh, he's he, he, standoffish. He's being disrespect, standoffish. Yeah, I don't think that's I don't think that's the way um, he is. Although I remember being next to him in an autograph session one time years ago, and just out of sheer nerves, you know, he, he didn't say anything to me. And then I said, Hey, Hey man, I'm Bubba. He goes, and he was like, he's like, Hey Bubba, you know, uh, sorry, just a little, little nervous, you know, blah, 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 whatever. I'm like, nothing to be nervous about, you know, but he, he has a unique personality and it would have been interesting to see how it would have gelled with everybody else in the locker room. And that's why and then Tommy said- would have had to go over him to go and going, you know, you're being really quiet and people are taking it the wrong way and you're not doing any favors for yourself. Bubba and Taz are trying to kick you out of the company. No, Taz would. Bubba would never, ever, <laughs> ever do that, ever. But but that's why I said I don't know, Bully, because I don't know him well enough to know. And, and, and let me ask both of you guys, in ECW, were there wrestlers in that locker room that had outside interest where maybe 100% of their focus wasn't pro wrestling or ECW? I don't, I don't know that because I know we know that when it comes to Darby Allen, he does have a lot of interest outside of pro wrestling. So, I, you know, I don't know how that would relate in a locker room. Like, I mean, the ECW locker room is extremely unique when it comes to the history of pro wrestling. So that's why I had to answer with an I don't know. Different animal. Um, yeah. I don't. And, and we're, and we're ch- I'm sorry. Go ahead. I mean, Spike, Spike was a quiet guy. Spike was a reserved guy. Um, he really didn't hang out with everybody, but Spike would drink with the boys. And, you know, Spike was a very, very laid back individual. He, he in WWE, 
he would always go out. But in ECW, I didn't see him out as much. Um, and there, I mean, even Mikey Whipwreck, another guy, you know, he didn't go out, out as much. Um, it, it's a whole different animal from the nineties, crazy people till today. And, you know, a lot of people didn't have like outside projects. I mean, I talk about all the time, the availability and what is in a wrestler's hands today to make money as an independent wrestler, um, was not at that opportunity for, for back in the day. I did like the end of the match, obviously, with the, the exposing of the boards. Yep. Uh, I wish they would have gotten that done in a more efficient manner. It took Darby a while to do it. He had to cut away uh, a lot of that material. There's a way to do it where you only do one side of the ring. Never. And when you do something like that, I believe it's very important to expose as much of the boards as possible. Darby was getting a little frustrated at the end because things weren't coming apart as quickly as he would have liked them. As a matter of fact, he flipped off the, you know, the thin foam layer that was there. And then he pushed back the, pushed back the, the, the ring mat, pull it all the way back next time, expose as much as those boards as possible, bang on those boards, stomp on those boards, let the people hear the noise that that those thick, two by six boards make that we fall on constantly. You know, everybody, the, you see the thin layer of foam. It's it's two by sixes. It's a thin layer of foam. And then it's a canvas. That's what we spend our lives falling down on. Show the people just how dangerous it is so that when Joe eventually hits the muscle buster, and I'm not saying that there was only a little bit exposed. I'm just saying expose more of it. <clears throat> if you're going to do it, really, really do it. Um, and I, I think that time it took to do that took away from the end where Wardlow and he did that whole thing. And, and that's what I always say. It's maximizing your time and knowing like when this is production side, if you know you're going to do something, you always got to, you know, like, hey, getting out a table takes about a minute unless you have Devon. But besides that, it. it because things happen, like getting it into the ring. Sometimes it falls, finding it, pulling out. So that eats up your time when you're out there. One of the things that we would always have to take into account when we're doing a table spot is, you know, when you're, when you, you know, setting up for the whole get the tables and everything, that pop is huge. But then in the amount of time it takes to get that table in the ring and set up, that pop starts to die. So you have to, you have to know how to trim seconds off of that. So the people don't come down too low, and you could see Darby when he had the when he had the uh, the the cutter, the blade, or you know the uh, exacto knife, whatever he had. He you could see in his face he was very frantic. He was trying to rush to get it done, and you know some of the the plastic zip ties weren't going as quickly. There's a as, lot of as, zip ties too. It was a lot of zip ties around that ring. So that could have been done in a more efficient manner. Um, but still all in all, I thought Joe and Darby did a great job, tore it down a uh, strong main event for AEW. Tillamook chocolate collection ice cream is a total chocolate game changer. We start with unbelievably creamy, dark chocolate ice cream. Then we add different chocolate treats like chocolate cookies, chocolate cake, or chocolate brownies to make four decadent chocolate flavors. Because sometimes the thing that pairs best with chocolate <laughs> is more chocolate. 
Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream. Extraordinary dairy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. NFL fans, right now on the SXM app, hear in-depth coverage of your team with the Believe Podcast Network on Sirius XM. It's all the analysis, all the breakdowns that matter to you, hosted by the players who played for your team and the fans who eat, sleep, and breathe it. 32 diehard fan bases, 32 podcasts. The Believe Podcast Network on Sirius XM. B-L-E-A-V. Search Believe in, followed by your team on the SXM app, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. The legendary Hall of Famer, Shawn Michaels, who joins us right now. Sir, how are you this morning? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. I appreciate the uh, holy cow. Man. You guys put me over like a million bucks. I'm, I'm, I, <laughs> I don't believe any of it, but I certainly appreciate it. It's tremendous. Thank you. I did my best to bury you just a little bit. <laughs> As well you should. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's true. God, I miss that music. My goodness, I forgot how cool the, you know. Uh, Judas Priest song was my goodness that was cool no we appreciate that and you're always going to get a little thing a little bit different here on busted open because I'm sure you've heard sexy boy so many times that you probably get nauseous when you hear it so we want to change it up just a little bit but obviously there's always so much to talk about with you but let's dive in to what we're going to see on Saturday 
with Vengeance Day. And, you know, I was lucky enough in October, and thank you again for letting me be a part of uh, the NXT TakeOver uh, Halloween Havoc, which was an awesome show. And we're expecting a big show on Saturday, and it's not going to be at the Performance Center. It's going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, Talk about just being outside of that comfort zone in Florida and traveling to North Carolina. Well, look, it's really big for us. And again, it's uh, funny because honestly, you know, Tommy and Bully, (laughs) they'll understand like we traveled all the time. And so it was perfectly natural. But but down here, again, uh, so many of our uh, young men and women have have just been here and just been in this environment um, for the last several years. And so for us to go out again and in front of, as you know, uh, (laughs) um, know, there's only, you know, I don't know, 400 people here at the Performance Center. Now we're going out in front of, you know, four or 5,000. Um, so this is a huge event for us. Everybody is extremely excited. Um, it is, for me, it's almost, again, like traveling, getting back on the road again. Um, and, and all of us collectively as a group are incredibly excited about this. Obviously, heard Tommy talking earlier. Um, everybody's, you know, clearly motivated as well. They want this to go well. It's the first time that really we've been out of the performance center in three years uh, outside of stand and deliver last year. It's been three years since we've, you know, then since we've toured. And this is uh, again, for so many of these young men and women, their first time out of the performance center ever. I mean, and that's again, you know, <laughs> you know, Tommy, that's inconceivable to us, right? I mean, you were out every weekend, um, so, but so again, sh- that's how it is for these folks here. Sean, keeping this in mind that a lot of the performers in NXT have performed in front of 400 people their entire career. Now they're going to go out there for the first time and feel the rush of four or 5,000 people responding to them. And we all know what that's like to have that huge audience hit you for the first time where you almost you, you get so caught up in it. It's the, the shot of adrenaline is almost impossible to control at times. What do you tell the younger performers in NXT about harnessing that energy and bringing it out in the ring? Well, look, first of all, I do my best to explain what you just explained there, but to also to let them know, and I'll say this, I was never good at doing it with myself, but I try to tell all of them that no matter what, good, bad, or otherwise, the sun will still rise tomorrow. You know what I mean? I, I guess I don't, I don't want them to get so hung up that if something goes wrong, they just completely fall apart. I let them know that the sun will rise tomorrow. We will do a show next week. We will have another premium live event that this is the beginning. This is the first chapter in a very long novel in a very long career, hopefully for them. And that this is just the beginning. Um, but to obviously, you know, make the most of it, enjoy it. You know, again, I don't know for you guys, uh, it wasn't for me until I came back the second time that I really made sure that I enjoyed uh, the second run. You know what I mean? And so I want them to do that from the very beginning. They're going to remember this for the rest of their lives. And I want them, again, I don't know, to make the most of it, embrace it, but at the same time, enjoy it. It's okay. We're going to be here for them the next day to not put the you know the weight of the world on their shoulders. Um, look, to make the most of it, obviously, um, but we're still going to be here on the other side, no matter how it goes. Uh, it's amazing that you said that um, when we were busted open, was there in San Antonio and all the women were lined up in the hall, getting ready to go on the bus to go to, to the venue. 
And like a lot of faces I know, people were introducing themselves. And I mean, it was the whole Royal Rumble for the women's division. And I wanted to be like a coach and just like yell and say, I hope you all appreciate what you're about to do because when you're not a part of it, man, you're going to miss it. But it's special to be these chosen women. And it's just, it's a moment that you're going to have, like you said, for the rest of your life. And then yesterday we had a, uh, uh, Roxanne Perez on and she was just like I don't know if I deserve this is before going out through that curtain I deserve to be there and Mickey James right away said you deserve to be there but then what she said and I and I know this is from you and your confidence building she was like once I got out there I felt like I belonged and I thought that was such a profound statement and for you because listen, I've known you since the the nineties and I feel like you're in the perfect place where you've always were. Cause I mean, you trained guys that were some of the best wrestlers out there, Brian Danielson, Brian Kendrick, Lance Cade. And now fast forward all these years, you're molding the youth of this business. And it's just like, it's an amazing thing, but like how proud of you to see all those women that you have hands-on experience to be a part of that Royal Rumble in front of 40, 50,000 people. Uh, it's so I will say this. I find myself, as you, as you know, Tommy, we've talked a lot, uh, you know, when I came back, um, I find myself blubbering a lot <laughs> and, and yeah. obviously, you know, trying to, again, to let them know that again, that it is, it's, a, it is extremely special. Uh, they, they become like your children. They, you know, they, they, be, you know, they, they are, they're like my daughters and you know, Roxanne came in and I could see that talent right away. And I said, look, we're going to, we're going to throw you into the deep end, but I know you're ready for it. And, and again, I, we do, we, we try to tell them and I make sure to, you know, to let them know that, look, it's going, you're going to, it's, I got nervous every time you're going to be a nervous wreck, but when you get in there, it'll all be okay. Um, and you know, it'll just all instinct and all your training and everything will kick in and you'll be able to make it, but it, it is, it's something that I, again, I do, I feel so fortunate to be here. I feel like it's been kind of a very strange story for me uh, being here, but I feel like it's meant to be. And I, I, again, I do, it's very important to me that I, I don't know, that we do well with them. I, I don't want them to put the weight of the world on their shoulders. It's going to be hard. Enough. Let's put it this way. You guys know when you get to the main roster, that's when, you know, I don't know, that's when it, you know, it's business and you, you know, you can worry about this or that here. I want them to have fun and I want them to enjoy this process. Um, it's going to be, you know, life and the wrestling business combined will be hard enough and we'll throw them enough, you know, uh, you know, curveballs that we don't want to add to it here. So we try to make this a great experience for them, embrace it, enjoy it. But no matter what, how we come out on the other end, we're going to be just fine. If we got to rebuild, we'll rebuild. If we got to repair, we'll repair. Um, but the, you know, the sky will not fall if it doesn't go exactly perfect. Well, Sean, there's a young lady there who a couple of years ago really caught my eye. And, you know, there's the old saying, you know, sometimes you're only going to get, you got five minutes, go out there and get over. Well, I saw this young lady in about a five minute match. And by the time she was done, I was like, that girl has it. And that girl is Zoe Stark. I, uh, I have always thought the world of her with her presence, her athletic ability. I have seen her get so much better. Your opinion on Zoe Stark and like realistically, is the sky the limit for a talent like Zoe Stark? So first of all, I 100% agree with you. And, and it's funny because that's exactly what we did with her. Almost nobody knew anything about her when she got here. And, and that's back when Hunter was here. We just said, well, like, let's, 
Put it out there and see how it goes. <laughs> you know, I mean, and she did. She knocked it out of the park. Zoe is, again, she is one of our, uh, I don't know, I guess they put it like she's one of our studs. She's one of our stallions that we can always depend on. And she has been like that, again, from a, you know from the very beginning. And it's crazy, you know, believe it. Like, we, you know, we treat her now like she's an old Wiley veteran. You know, I mean, we just know that we can put... We can ask Zoe to do anything and she's got it. We can put her in any situation and she's got it. And for us down here in this system to be able to have somebody like that is, is so important to us. Now I double that with the look, you know, as well as I do, she's ready. You know what I mean? And so I think, I think uh, it's only a matter of time to be perfectly honest. I mean, I think again, as much as we've loved having her here, I think she's as ready as anybody, uh, you know, to move up. Uh, obviously, those aren't my decisions, um, but I think that uh, I'm with you. I'm a huge fan. Um, I do think the sky's the limit with her. She is so extremely talented, so extremely poised and and mature. Um, and there just isn't any situation you can put her in that she won't deliver. And that's, like I said, that's hard to beat, and that deserves to be recognized. You know, um, and again, Vengeance Day, Saturday, um, exclusively streaming on the Peacock Network, so make sure you check it out. We will obviously be talking about it uh, first thing Monday morning right here on Busted Open. Uh, Sean, I mentioned before that I was a part of Halloween Havoc, and the one thing that I've mentioned on this show more than just once is how I was blown away by the atmosphere at NXT. It really felt like you're walking into a locker room of a championship team. Like everybody so supportive of one another. Everybody was, you know, talking to one another, giving encouragement to one another before a big show like Halloween Havoc. Is that something that you brought to the table when you came to NXT? Because it just feels like it is a family atmosphere in that locker room. It absolutely is. And look, I'd love to take credit for that. But again, that's that's something that Hunter instilled here from day one. Again, as best I can tell. Look, I know this. When I came in here five years ago, it was like that. Um, now, I will say this. We had a lot of, uh, look, we had a lot guys that were more veteran in, in the wrestling business. You know what I mean? Even from the independent scene, we had a lot more knowledge uh, when I came in um, from a, you know, a group you know what I mean? Team aspect. Um, but now we've got, again, a lot younger people. And the thing is, it is it is more like a high school, college locker room now. It is very supportive. Um, it's maybe not quite at the maturity level or the experience level that it once was. But I will say maybe that's the part where I kind of on me because I'm a lot more juvenile than Hunter is. Uh, and we like to keep it very loose and fun down here. Um, it is. I'm like I'm like a, a dad out there with everybody because, again, I do want them. I want it to go perfect. But I also know that asking perfection at this point is really tough, very pressure filled, very anxious. And I want to make sure, again, that we're developing them. All right. I do want to prepare them for the future, but at the same time, I don't want them to live and die on each performance. I want them to be able to learn to string things together and to know, again, that there'll be self-correction, there'll be help along the way. Um, so it is. We do. We try to encourage one another. We try to be there for one another. Also, keep each other accountable. Make no mistake about it. You know what I mean? We can't sit there and coddle them so much that... You know, when the business hits them in the face, they're not prepared. But at the same time, like I said, we want to make it fun, enjoyable, be there for one another. Um, and I will say, uh, as much as I'd love to take credit for that, that's something that Hunter had instilled here, you know, I think from the very beginning. Sean, Sean yeah, let Tommy. me ask a question, please. Thank you. Um, when you're training 
people. Uh, we all like, I remember watching Johnny Gargano on the Indies and then I saw him and I was like, that's a Sean influence right there. You're the, I know you don't like this. You're the greatest of all time. You're one of the, you're the best wrestler I've ever seen. Every wrestler talks about how you change the wrestling business, how you are. Uh, is there in your eyes, the next Shawn Michaels out there? Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Look, I, I, I very much, I appreciate that. And, and, but at the same time, you know, I mean, I appreciate that from you. I appreciate it from my peers, but at the same time, you know, there's a hundred guys that say somebody else is, and that's all okay. Um, no, you are. Rick Flair <laughs> said it. You are. Well, you give still, people flowers while they're alive. You're the greatest well, I, I've ever seen. You, you changed the business. Your ladder match with you, you did things that guys didn't do back then that they're still trying to do now. You're the greatest. Now, I'm sorry to cut you off. I will keep praising you. All right. Well, I appreciate that. I will, but I'll say this. Look, I look, what I love about this is that everything keeps evolving. And again, I'll go back to, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm not blowing smoke up Billy Ray's behind me here, but again, the ladder match, just everything is being taken to a different level. Now I enjoy that. Look, I, I, I will say this. Um, and I'm sure you guys had to get it a little bit. All I know is I got, you know, I got told slow down, you're killing the business. And, you know, I don't know a lot of those things I, I recognize that there's a happy medium in there. I think I did need to slow down and tell a bit more of a story, but at the same time, everything is going to evolve. Uh, the athletes are going to get better. Um, look, I think there's going to be better athletes. I think there's going to be, I don't know, maybe better performers. You, I think all of us know, I mean, the, the, the next person that can combine all that together and then, I don't know, strike a core and connect with the audience I, I think that's all possible. I, absolutely, I do. I don't know who it is, but I think they're out there. Um, and, and the thing is, that's what I enjoy about this, again, is watching it. But also, all the, I don't know, all the different qualities. Uh, there are so many different versions of almost everybody that I see. And I guess for me, that's something that's kind of enjoyable here, is that, look, you can even see, you know what I mean, uh, uh, you know, a young upstart tag team that you go like oh they might like you know what i mean they might be like the Dudley boys or you know or somebody that's not you know not new doesn't have everything uh you know all circuits connected upstairs that might be a tommy dream right there you know, <laughs> you know another show on michael's another triple h whatever the case may be you know what i mean i i see a lot of similarities in a lot of people and i guess that's the thing that i enjoy that i watch i'm sitting here watching this business continue to evolve and grow um, and I guess to me, I can't speak for you guys, but I'm thrilled that all of us are still doing it and talking about it all these years later after actually doing it. I mean, the, the idea that we've got a, I don't know, a real life now after the business, I think is spectacular for so many of us. And that's one of the things I try to, you know, let them know as well. You know what I mean? That this can be a great line of work for you, but you have to give your heart and soul to it. And look, to me, that's, 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 that's what, uh, you know, separates the men from the boys, so to speak, and those that know how to fall in love with it. You know what I mean? Like we did that, that what I think is what separates, you know, the people from making it, not making it. Sean, uh, I appreciate your, your answer about the next Sean Michaels being out there within the world of the NXT or even on the main roster, but you had freedoms that don't exist anymore in this industry. How can you were able to go out there and be the version of Shawn Michaels that you wanted to be. And even when Vince tried to curtail you, you basically said, nah, I'm just going to do it my way. You can't get away with that anymore. So can a performer get to the level that you got to in 2023 coming up through the system? 
Well, look, I'll say this because clearly get Stone Cold Rock. All the guys went way past me. You know what I mean? So, but I, look, I don't think in today's environment, I would I put it much like comedians. I don't know. I think you can't do what we used to do. I don't know that there's, I was, Billy, you're right. I got, I, even though I wasn't allowed, I went ahead and did, you know what I mean? I, I see stuff now and I'm, oh my goodness. I'm, I see stuff replayed of me and I think, oh my goodness, I had no shame whatsoever. Um, so no, I don't think it's not going to connect in that way. Um, and again, I think that's what, look, but I'll say this only those of us, like, again, those of us that did it, uh, it's, you know, we know what we're talking about. I don't think to the regular wrestling fan or, you know what I mean? Or even to the casual fan, they understand because again, the rocks, the stone cold, so many, the Hogan's, they all did far better than me from a, you know what I mean? From a selling, you know, money, you know, making money standpoint, but I, the, the, what we're talking about is from a character standpoint, being uninhibited in every way, shape, or form. Is anybody ever going to be able to do that like I did? Unlikely, you know what I mean? I mean, but again, I don't know that that's a bad thing. You know what I mean? Right. I think I could have probably, I don't know, I might have been better. I'm lucky to be alive, I guess, at the same time. But I don't know that anybody will be able to be as uninhibited as I was because it's probably better that they're not. But forget character-wise, but in the ring, do you get pushback from the current NXT roster where you're like, come on, like slow down or don't do that? And you're like, they're like, wait a second, you're Shawn Michaels, you're the showstopper. Like, do you get that thrown back at you at all? Well, look, I'll say this. So we all, yeah, I mean, a couple, they don't throw it back at me, but again, they do know because I always tell them, look, this is going to sound crazy coming from me. I do, I do separate it for them. You know what I mean? And I try to explain to them that it isn't the same time. Um, but at the same time, I do want them to push me. I think, you know, I think Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, I think they've all spoken on different occasions where they, they, you know, they try to push it a little bit and, and, and I do my best to give them as, you know, as much range as I can. Um, but you know, th th I, I also now understand that again, from a corporate or a sponsorship standpoint, you know, and, and the WWE outlook overall is very different now than it was in my time. And I try to help them, you know, manage that and to help them understand that in the end, it's going to be the best thing for them. Well, I know we have to wrap, but again, I'll Vengeance come Day coming up <laughs> on Saturday. Uh, you mentioned Grayson Waller. He's going to go up against Braun Breaker for that NXT championship in a steel cage. Also, our guest from yesterday, Roxanne Perez, your NXT women's champion, going up against Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. Will they be able to stay together during that matchup and Dijak against Wesley for that NXT North American Championship as well? Uh, can't wait for Vengeance Day on Saturday, exclusively streaming live on Peacock on the WWE Network. Sean, thank you so much for the time. We can't wait to talk about this show on Monday morning, and you're always welcome to come on. We appreciate the time today. And I appreciate it as well, guys. Thank you so much for helping us out with this all the time. And, you know, for your other two, I, I hope to see you guys soon. Hope to see you down the road. Likewise. Nice to see you guys. Same here, Great Sean. Thank you, you very much. Bye, guys. Hey, thanks. thanks a lot. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation, channel 156.
Go to SiriusXM.com backslash busted open trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.